like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special 2020 reunion episode. What is that? That's where I bring on a guest I had on in the past because I like him so much, I just had to bring him right back. Um, today's guest is going to be Ron Traficanti, who is Vice President of Intellectual Property Products over at Resolute AI. Ron, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you, Adam, and thank you for having me back. It's good to be back here in 2020. So, yes, it is for you and I both. They still let me do this, and I'm happy to have you on. Um, so uh, our topic today, intellectual property, artificial intelligence, how AI has opened up the world's largest database of technology to the financial and business communities. That is a mouthful, and I'm excited because you're the guy <laughs> I want to talk to about AI. Um, but before we do that, Ron, let's just, uh, let's just give everyone a quick background of what you're doing over at Resolute AI. So I'm currently essentially the head of all of the products that relate to patents, as well as more generally the entire platform. So right now I'm actually working with you know various ways to you know expand the, the coverage of the platform to other users. So we focused primarily in the early days on like researchers and scientists, but the application of AI and what it actually brings to you know a much broader audience like the financial community. People are interested in M&As, corporate sort of, of R&D with respect to the financial aspect. Has, it has a great deal of impact. So AI has this, is this tool that opens up a lot of doors and opens up a vast amount of information to a broader audience. Yeah, I got pretty excited when you told me that you're bringing it now to the financial and business communities, that you're expanding the scope. I'm like, wow, that, that's pretty big. Um, so let's just dive right into that concept. So what does this mean to bring these um, world's largest database of technology to, you know, financial and business communities? What is this? What kind of impact does this have the potential to have? So I'm going to kind of start with, you know, kind of a, a basis for why AI is important to you know, a broader audience than just, you know, the science, scientists and researchers and developers. So, you know, for example, in wireless technology, there's a vast number of terminologies that are used for the same thing. So if you look at, for example, all of the, the standards that are related to cellular technology, so what they refer to in that is user equipment. So if I went up to just an average person and said, you know, hey, Adam, hey, I'm running late for a meeting. Can I use your user equipment to call my boss and let him know I'm running late? <laughs> uh, you'd, probably, you'd probably look at me like I've lost my mind. Did you just say so, you can use my user equipment? What? what get out of here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I, might, I might get punched in the nose, but the thing is that, you know, for example, in patents, so a lot of them are standards related, and therefore they use the terminology that's used in the standards. So if someone is just looking at patents or intellectual property, they might actually say, you know, they'll, they'll look at it and say, I'll put cell phone in there. You know, not a whole lot may actually appear with respect to the patent database. So if you use user equipment, it does. 
What artificial mm. intelligence does when it's coupled with cognitive search, natural language processing, and machine learning and artificial intelligence is when you ingest all of those documents, the corpus of standards and publications and merger and acquisition databases and all sorts of databases, it learns and it actually knows that when you say cell phone that you also mean user equipment, which cell phones would be a subset of that. So what it does is it allows accessibility to far greater number of databases that would require, you know, in the past you have a patent analyst, a technology analyst, subject matter experts, mm -hmm. someone who's an expert in, you know, financial markets and actually looking at all that and putting all those experts together. What artificial intelligence allows for is someone to craft very easy searches based on this and actually derive insights that are very important, like, as an example, we looked at the Red Hat IBM uh, merger, and you know the question is, well, why did they do it? And so, in, in actually looking at the patent portfolios, and not even needing to understand the underlying patents or the patent law or the technology, you can actually see very easily why that merger took place. So, Ron, in application for financial markets, when you're saying mergers and acquisitions, or when you're looking at deals. Um, how, what does this look like time-wise? Because in my opinion, what you're describing, it could absolutely speed up, um, you know, the amount of time it would take to research and to kind of analyze um, previous deals. And also, I don't know, does it go to the application part to where you could apply the metrics and kind of any type of predictability or modeled outcome on future things? Well, there can be that aspect as well. So, you know, for example, um, one of the things that I looked at earlier this year was when Apple was looking at who they were going to buy their 5G modems from. So the modem basically being mm. the main communication a piece of hardware and software between the base station and your handset or user equipment, as the case may be. And so there were, you know, three or four players who were looked at as the primary, you know, players of interest. So Qualcomm, Intel were kind of the leading two. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is, okay, well, what's the most likely you know, who, who's Apple most likely going to partner with in this? And looking then at the respective patent portfolios of the prospective, you know, competition, mm -hmm. it was fairly obvious that Qualcomm actually had a significant advantage. Intel had been trying to pull into the market, into the wireless and cellular market since the mid-2000s, and they have been bolstering their, their patent portfolio. But when you actually looked at the patents related to 5G modems, you actually saw that, you know, Qualcomm had a really significant lead. So patents are directly tied to the amount of money that the company is putting into R&D and also having an idea as to the strength of the patents. It became pretty obvious that Qualcomm had an edge. Now, mm. understanding, you know, this is a brick, not a wall. It's just another piece of data. You know, it, it could lead people who are, for example, on Wall Street to look at this piece of data without having to have a gaggle of analysts and technology mm -hmm. experts and patent experts to actually look at this and say, hey, you know, Qualcomm has a distinct advantage. <laughs> Maybe we should buy some more shares of Qualcomm in mm -hmm. our portfolio. So that's one, you know, one other application of this. So it's not just for doing R&D. It actually does apply to significantly since we're a technology-driven economy to, you know, the financial markets, to M&As, to say, okay, who is, 
you know, whatever company in whatever space a, a potential acquisition target. So looking at their patent portfolio, where it actually fits in with another company's, with the power of the machine learning and cognitive search, makes it more accessible to people who, you know, may not necessarily be technology experts. So what um what kind of companies? So there's people listening right now, and they're they're definitely um it's been a big buzzword for a long time, right? AI. I mean, we're, we've been talking about it for a while. Um, and, and more and more businesses are opening their eyes to the potential um, possibilities of what applications can do to help them further um, their goals, further reach their goals. That being said, what kind of um, companies are the appropriate type and or niches that uh, Resolute um, AI is looking to work with so that the people listening, if somebody does fall in that niche, they know they're the right ones to uh, to follow up? Well, our platform is has been used extensively by companies who are interested in R&D and, for example, you know, partnering relationships with other companies or with technology transfer offices and universities. So the tool is used to actually see who are the subject matter experts, who are the mm -hmm. key opinion leaders in a, in a given technology. But one of the things that we found is that, I mean, there is a direct correlation between the investment in a company's R&D and their patent portfolio and how they are growing the company. And to that extent, it becomes useful and interesting to a broader group, broader range of people. We've started actually working with some of fairly large consultancy firms who do this sort of research for companies to say, mm. hey, these are the trends we're seeing in the industry. These are the likely big players. So, you know, Everything from people who are doing R&D, mergers and acquisitions, financial analysts, all of those uh, verticals could actually utilize the Resolute AI platform. Man, that makes perfect sense that you say the consultants too and the consultancies because the amount of time and data that you you can save them um, hours of of time. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the first one that popped in my head. Um, that's amazing. So, Ron, um, if somebody is listening to this and they do want to follow up, what's the best way for them to reach out and get info on Resolute AI? So, we actually do have a contact form on the ResoluteAI.com website where people can go on and actually, you know, sign up and someone will contact them, give them a demo, talk about the platform, and answer any of the questions that they may have. Perfect. Well, hey, Ron, really appreciate you coming back on the show for this uh, reunion episode. Always great to talk to you and uh, glad to see um, you're expanding the scope over at Resolute AI to help our business community also, and obviously the researchers and current community you do have. I mean, just lots of great things to report over there. So um, thank you for that, and thank you for coming back on the show. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Ron, thanks again for coming on.